This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our full-time episode, which is our initial reaction. Emilio was at Craven Cottage for the 3-0 loss for Fulham to Manchester United. He's going to share his view. I'm going to share mine. So, Emilio, just want to go to you first. Give me your initial reaction to this very disappointing 3-0 loss for Fulham. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I'm on my way home now, so, you know, I'm not seen any replays per se. I just, I'm just going to comment on what I saw on the pitch today. And yep. I just saw a 10 minutes of fight, passion, determination. You know, maybe Vieto should have scored to go one all up very early on. And I'm not saying it would have been a different story, but, you know, to go one all up against a top four team, it might have made a, put a different reflection on the game. But at the end of the day, for 85 minutes, we were we were poor. We had no formation, no structure. The players just weren't playing for each other or not playing for the manager, should I say, for the right thing. I just saw no no fight out there, no spirit, no belief, no confidence. You know, we're, we're, we're getting relegated very, very quickly. We're, we're offering nothing. And, you know, it, it was it was disappointing to see my beloved club ripped apart today, you know, not just by Man United, but just by the Ranieri's tactics, formation, and the lack of performance on the pitch. It was it, Thankfully, Man United didn't feel the need to go into second gear. Otherwise, that right. could have been six or seven nil. That's, so thanks, Man United, for helping to keep the score down. But how can we have 52% possession and comprehensively lose three nil? That's, that's a miracle. But we offered 10 minutes of hope, and, and that was about it. Right, Emilio. And uh, my initial reaction is that 
Fulham started brightly, just like you mentioned, they had an opportunity very early on. And again, we could say this to a blue in the face if they scored this opportunity. We've said this in so many matches from Vieto or whoever else has an opportunity. Maybe the match is different, but I, I don't think it is different. And I'm going to tell you why, because my reaction to this is exactly what you said. Manchester United were not out of first gear. They could do whatever they wanted to. They were comfortable the entire match. They didn't play Marcus Rashford. They rested several players, and they tore us to shreds whenever they wanted to. They were opportunistic. Again, they weren't offering a lot in the beginning stages, but when they had their opportunities, when they saw a full mistake, they took advantage of it. I mentioned to you off-air the situation in the 15th minute. Pogba scores a great goal. Maybe Mm -hmm. Sergio Rico could have done better. But it started with a mistake, Emilio. 23rd minute, again, Martial scores. It really is the undoing of Fulham. Even I mentioned to you in the second half, the penalty, it's all mistakes. Mm. And, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, if we take Martial was running at 200 miles an hour the first first half. He dominated that first half. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, I know fans will get on to Dennis Adoy's back, and I think that's harsh. But where was the protection from the from the from the midfield and from the offensive players? There was no protection there. So how you know today we were playing a four-two-four. So most of the first, the second goal, the Martial second goal, Mitrovic had nobody to lay the ball off to. He had his other three offensive players all side by side with him. He lost the ball, went to Man United player. There was a there was half a half half the size of a pitch basically between Chambers, Seri, and Mitrovic and the other three forwards. Martial yep. picked up the ball, ran fifty yards, and scored a goal. You know, where's the protection in the midfield? Those, you know, Scherler, Vieto, where was, where was the tracking back? You know, Scherler should have been tracking back and protecting poor old Dennis for that, for that second goal. And going back to the first goal, you know, my automatic reaction is no keeper likes to be beating in the near post. Enrico looked comfortably beating that near post. Yeah. But Marchand, you know, had a shock of a game, probably his worst game I can remember in a Fulham shirt. You know, gave, the, gave possession of right him. A few times when he, I mean, there was another instance in the first half, he carried, he carried the ball out, lost it, you know, exposed his defence. Thankfully, Man United didn't punish us for that. Second half, I think he headed the ball in his own penalty area back to Dennis Adoy with uh, maybe Sanchez just sniffing or was it Lukaku. But again, his awareness in defending today was hopeless. But you, know, you, you can't defend like children. To your point, yes, we made three mistakes. We were punished. But it could have been a cricket scoreline today. And, you know, I'm saying it out there, you know, the players aren't playing for the manager there. They, there was no belief there today. There was no, why can't we play with a bit more determination, a bit more spirit and make a fight of it? Well, they like started that way, Emilio. Yeah, 10 minutes, and 10 minutes, you know, and that was they it. They did. To give them credit, they actually started strong, but we've seen this too many times. Manchester United scores that goal. Everything changed again. And... um Again, why are they not showing that type of fight for 90 minutes? Why are we only seeing it mm-hmm. for 10 minutes? Yeah, it's a, but, you know, just general formation. You know, some of the, you know, we'll maybe talk about it. Well, what did you make of the formation, today. Emilio? That's a good point. Share me your thoughts on, on the formation. I'm surprised to have seen Scherler and Vieta, two comparably lightweight offensive players, both of whom are offer little support defensively. That was my surprise. You know, I, didn't, I don't think there's room for both those players on to play in week in, week out, certainly to start, you know, in a starting lineup. You know, my ultimate reaction I wasn't necessarily disappointed that Tom was dropped against the bench because if we hear Claudio's comments week in, week out, if he says Tom's not strong enough or quick enough, 
to play in that central midfield role. And if he's not good enough to play wide, you know, wide right, then basically he shouldn't be playing. I think we had this conversation yesterday off, off air yep. as well. So I'm not surprised Tom being benched, but you know, why aren't we seeing Ryan coming on? We know what this young boy can do. You know, he 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 would raise his game on the big day, and but I was surprised to see. I, but I still had belief that we could get something out of the game. I, you know, I called it out before. You know, I said whether you I'm did. delusional or not. I still felt, you know, with the right attitude, the right passion, the right spirit, we could beat a, a, a maybe an average Man United team. I hope you know. I don't think that's being critical. I don't think it's the best Man United team we've ever seen in the world, but they could have been there for the taking. And maybe a Cardiff City or a Burnley would have show, showed more fight, more determination, and they have done. Burnley went to Old Trafford. A week or so ago, two weeks ago, and you know, came away with a two-all draw and should have won that game. I've been two 0 up. We were hopeless and just, you know, literally just, you know, just lost comprehensively today. Yeah. Well. The formation was disappointing, but we know what Ranieri's tactics are. It's not working. That's the problem. He's he's playing yeah. a formation. He's, he's ripping the identity out of this club. And um, you know, I well, don't that's know what the whole thing, Emilio. You just nailed it for me. What is the identity? The identity yeah. is gone. We've lost it. We've lost it. And I guess it, you know, he was brought in to take, to keep the club up, not to play football, not to play the, the, the account of it. It's not a football. His job was save the club from relegation and then we'll see you. But the fact that he wasn't backed in the transfer window, that clearly is telling me after the last two performances against Man U and Crystal Palace that the owners don't believe in him. And I, I won't be surprised if we might see a change. And Okay. Listen, I understand why you brought that up. I think it's a good time that we mention this because... Right after the match, just go on social media, especially Twitter, and you're going to see a lot of outrage after this match and asking questions about Claudio Ranieri. So I thought I would do a poll, my friend, and try to gauge what people were thinking right after the match. I know it's right afterwards, and people are very upset. So this poll so far, Emilio, just so you know, I have 236 votes. So it's a decent Mm -hmm. amount of votes in such a short period of time. I just asked the question, should Fulham sack Claudio Ranieri now? Mm. Yes is at 89%, Emilio. No is at 11%. So, again, this is right after the match, but it's telling how high that number is. Mm-mm. And I know, you know, when you lose, there's emotions behind it, but, you know, I'm going to stay on record here. And, you know, I was one of Claudio's biggest advocates yes. when he came on board. I thought he would he was the right man to steady the ship. Um, keep the club up, give us a bit more. But well, the formations I'm seeing, the tactical changes he made today were horrendous. You know, you're bringing on Cyrus Christie when you're two nil down and got revert back to five at the back. I know Marcel right. was ripping was ripping us to pieces. You know, down that down that flank. But is that really the, the most tactical you know, change you can make by bringing Christian against the top four team? That just that was laughable. Um, and just other things, in the fact that you bring Tom and Seth to make a difference with 10, 15 minutes left on the clock when you're 3-0 down. I just feel, I think, to me, I've, I've changed today. My view is, is I'm going to vote on your poll shortly, Russ, and I'm going to okay. vote and he needs to go. He needs to go. And that's coming from me, a strong advocate of his four months ago, and I honestly <laughs> thought this guy could, could deliver and just like to steady that shit. But no, I've, I've lost faith. And I think so of the players. The players aren't playing for him. I saw Tom Kearney warm up before the game, 20 minutes before the game. He, he, he had the demeanour of just somebody who's just, just, just making up the numbers. He doesn't want to be there. He's just devoid of confidence. Yeah. It's, it was actually quite sad to see. You've yeah. seen some of the photographs I've sent you. Very, very sad to see. And he's ripped the identity of this club. He's ripped the confidence of these players. He's not the stuffing out of our, you know, our bread and butter players. You know, people have been here for a few seasons and, 
we unfortunately, I think time for a change. Let's go down with a bit of pride. I'm, I'm there uh, with you, my friend. I'm, you know, it's funny because I'm not one that advocates changing a manager, but I want to see the team go down with a fight because they're going down. It's going to take a monumental effort of crazy proportions for them to survive this. You know, again, the announcers kept saying, well, there's still a chance. I had Simon Peach last night tell me he still believes there's a chance, but I just don't see it on the pitch. I don't see this team coming together because, as you said, where is the identity? The identity is gone, and maybe shot know, to pieces. And the confidence yeah. is shot to pieces. I know when you're when things aren't going well, you know, you, you, you know, you, things don't run, don't go, don't go according to plan. You know, maybe Fiesto's yeah. chance came after 15 minutes rather after one minute. Maybe that he may have taken that chance, but sometimes the luck doesn't go with you. But it's just, I just don't see any any confidence there, no spirit. There's these 10 minute spells here and there, but it's, it's few and far between. And right, you know, I'm. You know, Ranieri's only been here for four months. I've been following this club nearly 40 years. And believe you me, that, you know, I'm embarrassed what I'm seeing at the club. And, you know, Tony Khan, Mr. Shad Khan, please do something. Revert this trend. Let's get somebody in there. Let's steady the ship, as we should have done three or four months ago. Yep. And let's just let's try to get relegated with a bit of fight, pride, and for better or for worse. If it means, you know, we have to, you know, Scott Parker would probably be a likely favourite. You know, in a minute yes. I'll reserve my comments for another conversation about that. But sure. at the moment, I can't see, I don't want to see this club ripped to pieces, being embarrassed in the world stage, playing like we do with uh, fighting with no guts. No it's, it's embarrassing. It it's is. Embarrassing. It absolutely is. I, mean, I want to share this with you because I had someone contact me via messenger and just throw this out there. And I told this person that I would mention it on the show because this person's reaction was we need to get rid of Ranieri. And then I kept seeing it over and over again. That's what got me the mm. idea to put up the poll. He said to me, why not bring back Slavisa? <laughs> so again, his reasoning was Slavisa knows the championship. He also knows the young players. Why not bring back Slavisa? Again, I'm just mentioning it because I found it interesting. It got me to think not that they would bring back Slavisa. I just find it interesting that a Fulham supporter, just mention that to me. Yeah, it's it's it. You know, hindsight is is you know is a luxury to be honest. You know, we the decision was made for better for worse for the club. There's it's back yep. in November, October, November. There's still a chance to to redeem your season. The choice that was made wasn't turns out not to be the right choice. Um, we're actually and yes, we have got more points on the board, admittedly, but that I would have expected us to have been maybe five to seven points better off than where we are now. But we've actually regressed in the last couple of weeks, you know. Yep. In the Tottenham first half, I thought there was there was there was belief there, and we fought for 45 minutes, and then you know, quali- lots of concentration at the end. We lost we lost we lost a point in that game. Brighton, we were abysmal first half, as you know. And we we turned that around. Whether that was Ranieri's tactics, or whether that's Scott Parker's formation, or whether that's just the players doing what they wanted to do rather than what the manager wanted to do, remains to be seen. But uh, the Palace game and today's game to me tells me there's. There's no hope unless there's change. And, you okay. know, and Ranieri's not reluctant to make any changes. He's sticking to his guns. No, he's doing it his way. And, you know. It's not working. It's not no, working. It's, no, it's, it's not, not working. working. Emilio, listen, I sent a couple of articles to you yesterday, and they troubled me. You know, I don't want to go into details about the articles, but it just really showed to me there's something really wrong at, at the Coraform Football Club. And uh, something needs to change. That's all I'm going to say. 
But well, I'm saying this as well. But all Go the ahead. guys that sit around me, my regular, all the regular season ticket holders and friends, all the yep. you know other co-hosts, Rob Elliott, Val, yeah. All of these guys are all telling me they want Ranieri to go as well. So if they all okay. vote in your poll, the numbers will go up. So okay. these are stalwarts. People have been following the club for 40 to 65 years. Yeah. All now saying, this, just play Tom Kenny's rest of the season. Play Ryan Sessegnon's rest of the season. You know, play these players who believe and love the club. And one interesting thing as well to mention as well, Mitrovic incident at the end. So where yes. I stood, you know, obviously, obviously which, you know, he was at the other end of the pitch. I mean, um, I saw talking about him raised. and De Gea, right? Yeah, De Gea. Both raised hands. What was interesting to me, what my own matter reaction is, I, I only saw the, 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 the stalwarts of this club, the Toms and the Ryan Sessions, trying to get involved. Where are all these low-knee players? Where are all these players who are not going to be here next season? Didn't give a flying hoot, excuse my French. Yes. I was going to say something else there. But <laughs> that shows to me, those players don't want to, be for this, don't want to play at this club. Seri, go and support it, Mitrovic. You know, all these players who have got no right to be here next season were not there fighting for Mitrovic and protecting him. It was Sessignon and Tom Kearney. Yes, listen, it's just a a job to them. And for us, the fans, it's a lot more Mm. than that. It's a passion. And, uh, you know, I want players that want to fight for a Fulham football club. I'm glad that you brought that up a million. But listen, they don't. don't. Look, Those players don't want to play for the Fulham football. You could tell on the pitch. Right. They have to grab their paychecks and they'll go. Right. Exactly. Them. Exactly. They're just getting their paycheck. And honestly, I don't want those players on the pitch anymore. I want players that want to fight for Fulham football club until the end. And then we'll see what we can do in the championship. But, you know, there are 12 matches left. Give maximum effort. And the cons have some time now to think about the managerial situation. I am one that, you know, brought this out there that I didn't want to go down that McGath route again with, with three managers. Yeah. But right now, if you look at it, it's going down badly anyways. Maybe you need to show kind of spirit and fight at the end, and maybe that means getting rid of the manager. So I've changed my mind on it because, like you said, I'm watching these last few matches, and it just isn't working. And, of course, what I've read hasn't helped either because that backs my feelings on this. All right, my friend, let's do wrap this up. Thank you for joining me. For Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.